This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome, everybody, back to the final cast. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm Brad. Tonight, we have Sam Jones, our very own hero. <laughs> Sam I can't say your nickname, Jones. We'll just say Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said just go it. Go watch horrible bosses. Isn't that what it's from? I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's from. Yeah, yeah. So we brought Sam on to talk about uh, one of the companies he represents, and uh, which is we. It's, you're gonna do a lot of these with us, I think, in the <laughs> long run. Maybe. Uh, well, you don't have to, man. Oh, I, I'm happy to be here, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I've got a little bit of a food coma right now. I'm not going to lie. I just uh, scarfed down some spaghetti after getting off the water. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a little. Oh. Well, Brad's over here <laughs> suffering from acid reflux. So hopefully maybe oh, you guys goodness. don't end up with some weird burping contest. And... <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, if you hear gurgling, uh, uh, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is going to be better than Mr. Sniffles, Dustin Nichols, um, from Good the Lord. last the go live prior to <laughs> the matchup Sunday. Oh, Saturday! What was it? Saturday night? Like every second, it's <laughs> <laughs> a mess. I missed it. I didn't get to watch it. Oh goodness! It was. I mean, and, and I can relate because I have really bad allergies. I just take medicine. Usually, I, I don't know if he didn't have any or what, but it was seriously straight up Mr. Sniffles McNichols. 
swear <laughs> to, to go into the chat, change it right now. <laughs> Sniffles McNichols. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to talk about uh, Wicked Weights. Um, they Wicked, are Wicked Weights. A premium. Um, <clears throat> why did I just forget the name of it? Um, weight company. You know. Why can I? Th- tungsten. Jeez. Um, and me and Brad got a handful of weights and all kinds of different stuff. We got jigs, um, just standard bullet weights, you name it. He sent us a, quite a variety of stuff to use. So uh, Brad is uh, jumping at the bit to talk about the Wicked Willow, which is a EWG style uh, swim bait hook. With a nice screw in uh, lock keeper or, you know, bait keeper um, screw lock. Ugh, I can't talk tonight. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and um, it's nice. I, I really like it. Uh, we'll start off with that since it's the one that we've mainly used. Oh, goodness. And, We're, we could talk on that all night. We should probably start with the other stuff. No, no seriously. <laughs> uh, Wicked Will is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was really into how, because it's tungsten, as small the profile the weight is. Um, I'm a big believer sometimes when you hook set on a fish, if you're pulling a lot of wet lead, like, especially with like an EWG style hook that you can blow that fish's mouth open real easily and, uh, miss hookups that way. So that was, um, kind of a, a nice feature in my opinion. Um, something else that I really like too, is that the, the weight isn't, or the, the willow blade is not really far from the connecting point on that weight. Um, I have a couple pack or pack, two packs. One's got Colorado blades. The other one's got willow leaf blades. They're the owner hooks that have them and they're good hooks. Uh Uh Um, But they have a wire that's probably about inch and a half long. And it puts that like kind of down and pretty low compared to where that bait is. And one day when I was out fishing with it, I swear I got bit like 20 times on it, but I think they were biting that blade every single time. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes sense. It does. Uh, I mean, I've had similar experiences with others. Um, You know, you have that happen sometimes on spinner baits and and other bladed style baits um, like it. So definitely a good possibility. You know, there's actually a lot about the design of this bait um, that we can get into or this hook, if you want to call it, um, from that weight, like you talked about, from the pitch and angle of the blade, how close it is to the weight, um, the hookup ratio due to the way the uh, the, hookup, the hook is designed there, um, you know, and, and, and it's the ability to fish it in just about any type of cover um, is what's great about it. You know, I'll tell you the wicked willow um, quickly became a favorite of mine and replaced a lot of baits for me. Um, It, it has become my main search bait flat out. It's become my main search bait. Um, I, I almost to the point now where I don't even have a crankbait tied on at first. Um, I have a dedicated rod to the wicked willow it's the only bait that's ever tied on it unless i'm in a pinch and you know need something else um i've got a dedicated rod and reel set up for for that um i usually fish it 
with a uh, four and three quarter inch um, swim bait. But, you know, sometimes I, when I want a smaller profile, I'll fish a three and three quarter or uh, three and a quarter. But there's some other baits that I throw on there, too, that are maybe not thought of. Uh, so we can kind of get into some of that as well. But I, I'm not I'm not over exaggerating. We could literally do an entire episode on the Wicked Willow. No joke. It'd be easy. I to believe do. it. So well, why don't you talk about some of the things you're talking about with the actual design of the the swim bait hook with it? What what's what's making it so successful for you? You in know, in your opinion. It, so it, it's hard to say because when you when you look at it originally, you say, oh, it's just another underspin, right? What could be so special about it? And uh, quite honestly, for a while, I wasn't really sure what it was. Um, but I I think one of the big features is something that you just talked about, how close that blade is mm-hmm. to it and the pitch of it. Um, but its ability to come through cover, I think is its best asset, whether that be grass, wood, rock, whatever you, I mean, you can literally rip this thing in and out of grass like you would, you know, blade style baits and, and, and lipless crankbaits, jackhammers, um, and it comes through really, really clean due to the way that blade is, um, and that smaller profile of that weight, um, the hookup ratio is insane on it. So, you know, it, it's, and were those things when it, when it first was created that, that were thought of, I, I can't honestly say that they were, I think it was just, you know, a byproduct of, of this, of this lure, um, yeah. you know, and it's a fan favorite for us. It's a customer favorite for us. And, you know, anyone that I've seen pick it up has been really successful on it. So, yeah. What'd you like about it, Brad? Uh, well, besides, the, besides sticking monster smallmouth with it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's my favorite part. Dude, that uh, was sick. Dude, that was cool. I still, that had me shaking for like 20 minutes after I caught that fish. But anyway, the, the thing I like about it the most is the blade placement. It's on the back of the weight instead of like underneath the head, like you see a lot of them nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, or on I, the actual belly of the weight. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, that's what I like about it, though. The weight being, or the blade being on the back of the weight, like you said, it doesn't get caught on grass and uh, rock or anything like that. Um, I, I believe the bottom of the weight's flat, too, right? Yeah, it, it is. It's got a flattish kind of concave. So, and and to that point, because I'll probably forget to say this, there is there is another thing that this is used for that people don't often talk about, and some people will be mad if I share this, but I'm going to share it anyway. This, this Wicked Willow is not just used subsurface. There are a few select anglers who are throwing buzz frogs with this and burning them um with this bait and it actually burns really Mm. really well um you know some underspins and swim bait you know may tend to kick on their side or not track very well this you can burn this bait very very well if your swim baits hooked up right most swim baits um it works so but yeah there's some guys throwing throwing frogs 
on these and, and, and crushing them. So are you talking about something like the, uh, the zoom horny toad? Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. Like the zoom horny toad. Now you couldn't use like a big thing, mm -hmm. like a top toad probably, or like the biz baits, um, pad daddy. I have mm -hmm. tried it with the pad daddy and it does. Okay. But it is definitely going to excel with a, um, thinner profile, um, lighter bodied frog, like the zoom horny toad. So, yeah, dude, you just gave me some ideas. Cause I want to try that now. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm not kidding you. There are some people within the wicked weight circle that will be very unhappy that I shared that, but <laughs> well, um, after watching Chad Hoover's videos of him using the horny toad on his rivers and catching smallies, I want to try it. Are they, are they using like lighter weights? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we came out with, um, a handful of variations. So there was kind of like this, uh, this, these set variations that we had for a long time. And we've started kind of playing with the variations because, um, people, you know, were really, you know, asking for a lot of different things. And, and honestly, we never really have any issues keeping anything in stock except for these wicked willows and these different variations. We just can't keep them. Um, a lot of times, but there's, there's quite a few of them. There's an eight ounce with a three. Uh, I can't obviously remember them all. So I'm going to read them off eight ounce with a three and a five. So that five is what you're going to be throwing that frog on that eight ounce. Um, you've got uh three sixteenths with a three and a six ought a quarter ounce with a four and a five ought uh, three eighths with a five and a half ounce with a six ought, which is killer for your big swim baits. Um, if you haven't tried that yet, you need to. Oh, dude. Oh, I want to go fishing now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not kidding you, man. There are there are times of the year where that's the only rod I need. That's awesome. So. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm, man. It's um, it it's an awesome. Uh, like I said, it's it's a really cool underspin. Um, I used it. Uh, probably a couple of weeks ago in the river. Um, I caught a couple of small ones. I don't think the big fish had been there yet. It was kind of prior to Brad's, uh, epic, uh, couple past weeks when the smaller ones were kind of pushing up shallow, but the big ones hadn't mm -hmm. gotten there yet, but it's, I, I really like it. It, like I said before, um, I think that it's, it really does excel coming through grass incredibly. I, I got caught up. Um, we have some weird kind of vegetation in some of the areas that I fish that are like flats for spawning areas. And it's like, um, it's almost like a bush, you know, and this stuff you hook into it, man, it, nine times out of 10, you got to go get it out. You can't rip it from, you know, underneath the surface. It stays there. It's really tough, really fibrous. And, um, I was able to fish it through that stuff even. And, you know, and normally anything you get stuck in there, it's, it's it's stuck you got to get it so um it's definitely if anybody's interested in getting an underspin check out wicked weights uh it's definitely definitely worth the money and you guys i, I promise you that you're gonna love that underspin yeah. they're only like three bucks though aren't they yeah yeah that's not bad at all no nope. nope three bucks and 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 they last too you know you catch you catch a ton of fish on them it's got a great hook on it um, they work. I'll tell you guys a crazy story before we move on to another product. I'll tell you guys a crazy story and I'll tell you some other baits to throw on it real quick. So 
I've been fishing some of my local ponds and they've had, you know, bedding bass for the last two weeks on them. And I've got this one that I've been trying to catch, not a giant, but it's just, it's just one of those things where it's been beating me. So I've just been going back, trying to catch it, trying to catch it. And, uh, I've thrown everything like, um, at it, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty good sight fisherman. I learned a lot about it in Arizona and got pretty well versed in it. I could not get this fish to go on anything, finesse or power. And, uh, I had, of course, my wicked willow rod rigged up with a, uh, three quarter or three and three quarter inch, uh, paddle tail swim bait, tossed it in there. One little twitch and that blade flashed, smacked it, caught that fish and went around to some other beds and just kept duplicating that. Just for nothing else they would hit, throw that in there. Boom. They jack it. Uh, so it's even a great bedding bait, uh, which is crazy. What, uh, would you, are you, you're just throwing and letting it sit there then? And then just one twitch? Yeah, exactly. Just throwing mm. it on the bed. They were either hitting it right then or one little twitch. Um, I actually lost a good one, you know, somewhere between 18 and 20 inches. Um, had it hooked up, no fault of the hook or anything like that. Just got it in some real heavy vegetation um, and, and couldn't get to it in time with the kayak. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it just sit, sit there on the bottom and just give it a little twitch and just, just enough to move it barely. And that blade just kind of flickered and they, they'd smack it. Um, and, and, and honestly, that's the thing about this bait, like from burning it to slow rolling it on the bottom, hopping it, yo-yoing, you can fish it a lot of ways, just like you would a a jig or, or any other type of bait, you know, that's multi-purpose like that, like a, a jackhammer or something, spinner bait. You can fish it a lot of ways. Uh, A fluke is excellent on it um love throwing a fluke on it again one of two things either burning it on top or yo-yoing it in and out of the grass i know guys throw cinco's on them yeah i was I'm, i was gonna ask about like a ribbon tail yeah I, i've not done it um but i'm sure it could be done i mean you could you could essentially throw anything on it really Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but a fluke, a Cinco, I know is really pos- uh, popular single tail grub, um, has been fairly popular the frog. And then, uh, you know, obviously everything from paddle tail swim baits to your bigger, larger body swim baits, um, that are out there on the market. So, man, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is cool. I love it. So what, uh, what other favorites do you have? Wicked weights wise, like wicked weights. Yeah, man. I mean, it's really got everything from everyone from really finessey stuff like nail weights and drop shot and that crazy thing. People fish called a net head, um, (laughs) to, uh, to two ounce flipping weights and bigger. Um, so, but my, my, my three favorites and there's a new one coming coming into play but my three favorites are definitely going to be the wicked willow the sergeant shaky head that's so those that's like my one-two punch right in tournaments i find my fish with my wicked willow and i i sit on my fish and 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 jack them with the with the sergeant shaky um when the willow's not the ticket or when i want to see if i can catch more than one fish out of a spot um, I'll throw the Sergeant shaky with a biz baits, dizzy diamond on it. That's, that's, those are my main two, uh, tournament 
practice and tournament day. Um, and then the we have two jigs. So we've got the combat jig, which is a casting style jig, and the Patriot football jig. Um, so I'll kind of lump those into one because you know jigs are jigs. They they have different purposes at different times. Both are great. Um, I've the only two jigs I have in my box anymore. Because the casting jig, I flip and pitch and punch and swim it. Um, and then, you know, the football jig, I do what you do with the football jig. I drag it and stroke it. So yeah. um, so those are my top three. And then coming in to be more and more of a deal for me is the new Sidewinder head. So um, I, I really like that head. It's got a screw lock on it. Um, I'm really not familiar sh- with that one. Yet. It, yeah, it's a, it's, not a, either. it's a new product. Um, it's only been out for a little while. We haven't advertised it a ton yet, to be honest with you. Um, it was kind of a little, a little secret. Yep. Brad's showing it right there. It was kind of a little secret within, uh, within our circle for a little bit. It's, it's great for really small swim baits. Um, it's great great for you can even use it as a as a stronger ned head uh if you want to kind of do more of a power style ned head rig um it's got some other applications as well but uh i'm really starting to enjoy that i know jim was cracking some big smallies this weekend on it throwing it uh with the uh biz baits ned dizzy um Mm -hmm. bait that just came out so yeah that's the that's the other one that's coming into play for me Josh, this Sidewinder looked like it'd be really good with the uh, big Joshies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yep. 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 I actually heard others throwing that. Um, you know, and a, another big favorite, I, I don't throw a Cinco or a, or a Wacky Rig a lot, but the Clara Head is another, uh, you know, customer favorite that we have, which is a weedless Wacky Style Jig Head. Um, and uh, again, Tungsten, everything we have is Tungsten. Uh, so that's been also a big, big one. I'm not seeing that on the website. Oh, hold on. Here it is. The Clara head. Yeah. Nice yeah. Wait, oh, okay. I got you. That's, that's different. So the weight, you, you tie it on the weights down on the hook. It looks like. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The weights a little ways down on the hook there and, has, uh, has a weed guard too. Yep has a weed guard exactly that's what makes it weedless and uh yeah it's just a great bait comes through the cover really well um smaller profile again with tungsten super sensitive um and uh yeah catches fish we've got uh, a guy on staff um steve he he's always jacking big fish on it um so we post a lot of his stuff but not, now i might have to try one of those because that looks interesting I, I don't usually like to throw the wacky rig, but that that looks cool. Uh, I do. I was going to ask you a few things about the uh, drop shot weight because yeah, that's that's absolutely. that's different. That's I've never seen a drop shot weight that looked like this. Which one? So we've got two. We've got the grenade, which is like a tear teardrop style, and then we got the torpedo, which is a skinny drop shot. So the torpedo, I, I know the tear the teardrop is what I'm normally used to. I've, sure. I've used those before. I've never seen the torpedo before. Yeah, so um, the torpedo, or more commonly known as a skinny drop shot 
Um, it's just a different style. Now, there's varying opinions on which is best for which which scenario. Um, you know, I think most people, when they think of the teardrop, they think of hard bottom. Um, and when they think of the torpedo or skinny drop shot style, they think of more like the grassy cover, um, you know, type situation. I, I, I pretty much only throw the torpedo really. Um, when yeah. I, I don't, I don't drop shot a lot. Um, but I pretty much only throw the skinny and, um, you know, for some people it's, it's the opposite, but you, you go over a little bit how you rig that because it looks like it has like the little, the wire at the top looks like it comes up like that and then it tightens. Yeah. So how exactly are you using that? So there's a couple different ways, right? Um, I, I think the original concept of this was a, it creates a pinch point. So you basically just run enough of a line through and pull it up into there and it creates a pinch point. So if the hook um, or the weight, excuse me, if the weight gets stuck on something, you can just kind of pull enough and it'll pop off and you don't have to break the whole thing off. Um, I typically what I do is I run my line through the opening. I tie an overhand knot or two um, and then I pull that up. It just gives me a little bit more. Because I think when you just use it the pinch point style where you're just kind of pulling it snug in there, I think it sometimes comes off a little too easy. Um, whereas with the little knot, it still has room to break and come off when you really need it to. But you can kind of pop it out of cover sometimes a little easier. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, again, there's there's a lot of different styles. Some guys actually just tie a knot on them, you know. Yeah, but. that's why I was... I was going to throw it and try it out before we did this episode. I didn't get to, but I was like looking at, it, I don't know how to tie this on. Yeah. Cause conf- confused. Yeah. Just run your line through the opening there and, and cinch it up and, and there you go. Or tie an overhand knot and then cinch it up on the knot. So, yep. You gotta be careful. Um, when you do that, if you kind of pull up too tight, sometimes it'll break your line too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just you just pull enough to where it's snug, and then the, it yeah. does the rest. I got you. Um, something that I did try out that I thought was pretty awesome. I didn't really fish with it. Um, it was more of a test, and I really thought it was pretty awesome how easy it was to skip with the tomahawks. Yep. Yeah, um, those are sweet. I mean, and I was kind of messing around to see like what i could skip and that thing makes baits that don't skip skip like i try to skip a, a swim bait and it skipped you know wasn't great but it mm-hmm. it does you know give it a couple hops so i can't imagine seeing how easy it would be to skip like a senko underneath a dock with that yeah again i think this is something when we originally brought it out we had no idea how great it was going to be um you know, I, I don't I don't fish beaver style baits a whole lot because um, I don't I don't stay shallow and flip too too much, but there is a time and a place when I do. And man, I tell you what, you you pair this thing up with a beaver, uh, you know, style bait, creature style bait that's flat, and you can skip it a mile, even yeah. if you're not great at skipping. Um, it really really does well. Um, and it comes through grass and cover really, really well. So, 
we've got some we've got some lakes here um close to me that i mean they're just grass from top to bottom pretty much there's no weed line it is just grass during the summer and you can go out there and you can just throw that thing right in the mess of it mm. bring it in and out and it comes out clean and catch a lot of fish doing that where otherwise the only thing you could throw is a frog or some type of topwater toad uh, are uh, you pegging those weights too always yeah okay yep now Dude, that's my style of fishing i'm gonna have to try it now okay uh, brian cool. you would like place you know how like cowan has like the really bad trees that are overhanging you could see like like a good like two foot depth water behind it like yeah. but it's a pain to get it that thing dude you'll be able to skip that thing back in there easily mm. yeah i know some guys uh on staff and 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 some customers have switched over completely primarily to using uh these and the weights that we in the sizes that we have them available it's the only thing they use on on most the, the baits they throw um I personally, like I said, I, I really only use it on the beaver or any type of bait that I want to come in and out of the cover really, really well, like the grass particularly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be throwing a stick bait like the Strike King Osho or something like that with it yep. in grass. Yep. Absolutely. That's my, that's my, one of my favorite ways of the fish, man. Texas, Texas rig warm in the grass. I love and, it. and, yeah. and that's something that we've really tried to do, you know, uh, the company, the owner, uh, Jim Sprone, is based out of uh, New Jersey, Northeast, uh, you know, a lot of finesse, a lot of smallmouth fishing. But I, I mean, a large percentage of our customer base is in Texas. And, and we've really tried to cover the gamut from ultra finesse to power techniques. Um, we, we've tried basically, honestly, our goal at Wicked Weights is to be the largest supplier um, of tungsten products. If you if you can make it in tungsten, we want to have it in tungsten, um, and we're working our way towards that. You know, we're constantly adding new stuff to the product lineup. You know, we added split shot weights recently. The sidewinder. We have an ice fishing jig. Uh, I know we're out of that season now. Uh, the new the Ned heads were recently added over the last few months. Um, so and there's more coming. There's more coming. Jeez. Yeah, I think that's what I like about Wicked Weights is that it's all tungsten like that. And I, I actually didn't know the uh, Willow was uh, tungsten until a couple weeks ago. Yep. None of the products we sell have any <clears throat> lead in them. You can use them in all 50 states, and uh, they're all completely lead-free. So. One thing I did try the other day, uh, fishing with a Kytec swim bait was the, uh, tungsten nail weights. Yeah. So I was kind of trying to get the effect of the, um, the bait kind of nosing down. Um, but I really like EWG style hooks just because you can throw them through, you know, especially on a swim bait, you can throw them through a lot of cover, a lot of grass without, you know, getting snagged up. And, but I mm -hmm. wanted to be able to nosedive that bait as it was coming back because i'll yo-yo that a lot of times like i'll let it hit yeah. the bottom and jerk it up and let it come back down but you know with a lot of belly weighted style hooks you're just going to get that kind of flat drop as opposed to the you know the nose down and um it it definitely worked well man and it's cool because you you just make the whole profile of that bait even more sleek and you know less snaggy and 
comes to cover well really well as well. Yeah, you know the the thing with nail weights that I always had the and 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 maybe I was doing something wrong, but with the lead, the traditional lead style ones, I'd put them in my bait and they'd really kind of like tear my bait up or make them weird or you know bulge them out or something like that. With these, they're so small, you don't even know what's in there. You know, it's like a needle point going in there on most of those sizes, uh, Mm. which which I think is awesome. You know, so yeah. Have you tried that yet, Brad? No, I, I haven't tried the nail weights at all. I've, I haven't even tried like the Nico rig or anything. Yeah, it's um, there's a there's a lot of cool like ideas that you guys are coming up with. Um, one one of the things that catches me every time is the names. Where are you guys coming up with these names? Yeah, you know, Jim is a uh, is a veteran and oh, yeah. he's just you know a Jersey guy through and through. Um, so very early on, the military theme became a part of the brand um, and in what we do. It's not just in the names of the products, but you see it in the descriptions. Um, you know. It's, it's very, it's, it's just got that little bit of that edge to it, you know, like with the logo, it's like a tattooed koi like fish, you know? Um, so yeah, very early on, that was the thing. And we just continued to use some of the jargon, uh, that you would see in, in the military. Um, and then that's kind of where it's come from uh all along the way so you know with the tracer worm weights and uh like again the grenade and the clara head and and torpedo weights and tomahawks you know we just uh (laughs) the hog shed (laughs) yeah we uh, hog's head the hog's head yeah depends on how you want to say it yeah (laughs) i think i like hog shed the hog shed yeah (laughs) Uh, that's, uh, now I'll tell you the funny one is the the Ned head. We, we nickname it the wicked Ned. Uh, you know, there, there was a couple different ways we could, could have gone with that one, but you know, Ned head is just so iconic at this point, or, uh, it's just that, you know, it's what everyone calls it. So, but we, we nicknamed it the wicked Ned, but other than that, it doesn't really have a military esque name to it. So how long have you been with them? Oh, um, almost since the conception, uh, of the company, you know, I, I don't generally do like the typical pro staff type thing. Um, wicked weights reached out to me very early on and asked me to be a part of the team. And I, I did, I just, I went for it. Um, and then early on I started doing some photography and like graphics works. And, and this is before I knew, had any idea what I was doing. I just knew it was something I enjoyed. Um, and I honestly, wicked weights has been a platform for me to build and grow into what I do now. Um, but it's been, oh my gosh, like three years or more. I don't know. It's been a little while now. Um, but yeah, early on just was a staffer and then took over social media and, and, um, then took on a larger role, started working hand, hand with Jim Sprone, the owner and, Honestly, he's like a best friend to me now, and we talk almost every day, uh, not even business stuff, just he's a great guy, and he loves uh, he loves Wicked Weights. So. 
That's cool. That's a cool story, man. Uh, I like how you've worked your way up like that. Yeah, you know, from a pro staff standpoint or a, a partnership standpoint, I've always tried to get really involved with the companies that I work with in some basis. I've never wanted to be the guy who was just on the staff getting a discount and making a post here and there. Um, for me, you know, I'd rather just pay full price than that. I, I enjoy getting in and, and, and getting my hands dirty, uh, and making an impact in some way. Um, you know, I, I've got a fair amount of partnerships now. Um, at one time I only had a couple and it, it was wicked weights and it was TRC. Um, and, and both those companies are the same thing. I just try to have a, you know, a larger hand in the whole thing. And it's, uh, really been what's kind of boosted me into the current roles that I have. So. Heck yeah. You want to kind of elaborate on how wicked weights got started? Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a, you know, typical American small business story. Um, Jim again, New Jersey guy fishing out in, uh, out there, Candlewood Lake and, and those places out there out east. And he he saw a need for tungsten at a, an affordable price and something that was quality. Um, so he started going through and trying some different tungstens and testing them. He actually, you know, he's got like a metal guy took them to and was testing the quality of them and stuff like that. Started selling them to his buddies at the ramp. Never thought it would be. Uh, a business of any sort just you know he wanted to have good tungsten for himself at an affordable price and hook up his buddies and then uh you know it wasn't long after that that things kind of blew up and people wanted to be a part of it and so he went and got a website and got a staff and um you know slowly grown the thing from there so um i was going to talk about the differences between uh tungsten and lead because there's guys out there using lead still and it they're like oh, i'm not paying that much i don't really see the difference in it and i've used both and i've switched over to tungsten last year and it's it's incredible yeah i don't know if you touch so, on that a little bit i do want to touch on that and i also want to say that there's that is a the great discussion to have there's also a discussion to have about tungsten versus tungsten because there is a misnomer out there that all tungsten is the same and all these tungsten companies are selling the exact same product and though yes tungsten is only mined in a few places in the world and most of it comes from china there are vendors and there are people who are selling tungsten that is not equal um across the board so i'll touch on that briefly and then let's get into that lead conversation because that is a bigger conversation so there are everyone there are a lot of companies who are and I, there are some I'm not going to say a lot there are some companies that are out there pushing product as 97% tungsten 5% nickel or you know uh, some random ferrous metals that have probably never actually tested their metals um, one thing I can tell you is that's what we've done at wicked weights. We know what's in our product. Um, there are also a lot of companies who rather knowingly or, or not 
are selling tungsten that is a resin or is coated with tungsten. It's lead. And you, and you can tell the difference, guys. You put tungsten in a line from multiple different manufacturers. You can do density tests. You can do uh, size. You can see the size is different. Now, of course, some of that is because of molding. Um, but, uh, you know, th there is a difference between tungsten um, and there are great tungsten companies out there. I'm not saying all of them are, are bad. There are there are a lot of great companies out there putting out quality product. OK, um, you know, we we pride ourselves on having a large selection of quality tungsten, um, you know, and, and we're proud of that. But the bigger conversation and the question you asked is the difference between tungsten and lead. So the biggest difference is size, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the size of the, the product, because tungsten is much denser mm -hmm. than lead, much denser than lead. So lower profile, you know, um, is always better in most cases, most cases when it comes to weight, right? The other thing that makes it different is the sensitivity. So with it being much denser comes better sensitivity. To add to that, one thing that we've done with Wicked Weights in all of our worm and flipping weights, so in the tracer and the mortar bomb, tracer being the worm weight, mortar, mortar bomb being the flipping weight, our line hole diameter is the same from the smallest weight to the biggest weight. Okay. All right, which is unique. Okay, you're not going to find that anywhere else. And what's great about that is, one, when you're throwing a two-ounce flipping weight, you can peg it with a typical bobber stop. Most brands, a bobber stop will just pull all the way through it. When we do shows, we actually have a demonstration where we show that. Um, with ours, a bobber stop, it's going to stop right at the top there like it should, like it would on a smaller weight. It also helps with sensitivity. Um, so, yeah. Size and sensitivity, right? The other thing is sound. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't think about that one. I, yeah, I didn't. So if you if you grab a lead weight and you grab a tungsten weight and you take those on a piece of metal, you're going to hear a difference in the way it sounds. Now, do fish care? I don't know. I don't know. I've been using tungsten for a long time. I've not done a true comparison in a while. But I think there's something different about the way it sounds. Um, and, and maybe that tends to lead to more bites. Maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. Um, you know, that's up to you to find out, you know, on your waters. But <laughs> through your experiences. Uh, but it does. It makes a different sound. Uh, it's a little duller. And, uh, you know, I think, I, think it makes a, I think it makes a big difference. So. Yeah, I was going to touch on that uh, sensitivity thing. Uh, man, it, it's incredible what the same uh, ounce weight in tungsten is does for you that like a, a lead uh, quarter ounce, you know, comparing the two. It, it's insane how much sensitivity difference there is between the two. And I don't think people realize that. You know, first, first time I used it last year, I... I was literally, I was feeling every weed just pulling right through these weed patches. And I'm like, I'm missing out. This is crazy. Yeah. It, 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 it opens up a lot for you. You don't, you, you don't realize how many bites you miss 
you don't realize when when you're able to feel every piece of cover, every tick, you're able to envision that bait in the water, mm-hmm. right? And if you can envision that bait in the water, you have a better idea of what it looks like and what it's doing down there and how fish may react to it. So when you feel that little that little stick that you otherwise wouldn't have felt, you stop there for a second, right? You shake it, you hop it right there because you know that's where a fish is more likely to be versus with a lead weight, you would have probably never felt that. You know, you would have never felt that little tiny piece of grass that's on there that you need to pop off there. You know, there's there's a lot goes into that, but also those really tiny little light bites you otherwise might not have felt, you'll feel um, because of the density of that, uh, those weights. And, and the other thing about it with the, the size, it's when you, when you take that size down so much, then we're able to do the cool things like we're doing with the, the Claire head, you know, the weightless or the weighted, um, wacky style jig head, you know, still keep a really small profile, large shaky heads, like a half ounce shaky head, you know, is the size of a, quarter ounce lead head you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. or or uh or even smaller maybe so and the teardrop and and the ned heads and stuff i mean our ned head is so tiny so tiny um it's crazy nobody else is doing the uh tungsten ned heads right now are they there may be a couple other out there um honestly i i'm not I'm not a hundred percent positive. That's interesting. Um, something you did mention too, uh, which I think is important to kind of point out is that the environmental impact of tungsten versus lead, you know, um, I've, you know, we've heard time and time again, how much lead is in, in the water just from manufacturing itself. And the fact that you've got, millions of fishermen all over the world that fished with lead for so so long and yeah. it's it's nice to see that <clears throat> tungsten's taking a turn in for popularity um you know because it, it's important i mean you just think about it how many times have you snagged and lost a bait and that's mm-hmm. just floating and you know and like you said the density for tungsten versus lead so lead's gonna break down eventually quickly versus what tungsten does as well um, it's, it's not going to have nearly the impact, I think, in my opinion, yeah. you know, Tungsten's it's not breaking down. That, yeah. That's the, that's the thing. And, and states, some states are going to lead free, lead free laws, you know, um, you're not, you're not able to throw a lead bait, anything with lead in it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's going to continue to spread throughout the country, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was gonna sh- I, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brian. I was just going to share this real quick. My wedding ring, it's actually tungsten. And they, mm-hmm. when they were, they were selling this to me, they, they, they were asking me what my job title was. I told them construction. They're like, all right, you want to go with tungsten in because this stuff will shatter before it pinches. So I just going back to what Josh was saying, breaking down, I know lead softer, it, it'll dissolve quicker you know, over mm-hmm. time. Tungsten's yep. not going to do that. Yeah. Nope. Um, and also, though, for people who have kind of been on the fence in regards to tungsten versus lead because of the price, 
Um, I guarantee that you'll probably lose more lead and either a match the cost of what tungsten is or actually exceed it eventually. Uh, that's just my opinion because we've talked about so many benefits in regards to using tungsten and you know the biggest biggest one I think what people get attracted to once they start using it is a small profile. You know, when you bring down the size of your weights, it's going to come through any cover a lot better, like we've mentioned before. Right. But on the side note, there, you know, I've, I've, <laughs> I've talked to people who make baits, and, you know, the biggest thing that people need to understand is that tungsten is not easy to make mm. um, versus, like, what lead is. Like, you could go start making your own lead jigs in your house, but that's a nasty metal, you know, it's harmful effects on the environment and actually on human beings is well documented. And to make tungsten take serious, serious heat. Um, it's not like you're setting up a tungsten shop just really that easily in your basement to make this stuff. So, yeah, you know, that's where a lot of the cost comes from. Like the molds, molds are probably the same for the most part, you know, like a mold is a mold. But when you deal with heat like that, you know, does it take a different type of mold or are you guys able no, to inject same kind of thing lead would be in? Yeah, very similar um, as far as that goes. Now it is at a much higher heat. So the molds have to be, you know, rated at that. But so you're right it's not as easy to make. Um, it's also one thing to keep in mind is anything that has a hook in it. You cannot mold tungsten around a hook because tungsten is burns at such a high heat. You would actually melt the hook. So what has to happen is you have to mold the tungsten and then you have to mold it with a slot you have to put the hook in and then solder. So anything anything with a hook in it takes even longer, is even harder to produce. Yeah. Um, and tungsten, because it is a rare metal, is just more expensive already. Yeah. So there is a lot that goes into why it's more expensive. Now, what I can tell you, though, at Wicked Weights, we've tried really, really hard. Again, Jim built this on the idea of having a cost affordable option for himself and his buddies. And that's continued to be the same throughout. Um, even to this point, as the company's become larger and, and a nationally recognized brand, we've still tried to keep our prices as low as possible um, and keep them lower than the competition. Because again, you know, Jim still works a full-time job. This isn't a, a uh, huge company, you know, racking in the bills. Like it, again, it is still at its essence, this small company just trying to get a quality product out to fishermen at a decent price. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yes, it's going to be higher than lead, of course, but uh, you shouldn't lose as much of it. Like you said, it's going to, it's going to improve your fishing. I mean, hands down, the evidence is clear. It's out there. And, uh, you know, it. it's definitely a little harder to make, but it's worthwhile. Yeah. yeah I was going to mention, uh, you, you guys probably have the cheapest prices out of tungsten I've seen 
we try to, if there's a lower price out there, I mean, you know, let me know. Um, <laughs> if it, if there's a lower price out there and it is the same quality of what we have, I would be surprised. I yeah. honestly, I would be surprised. Now, I mean, can you find cheaper tungsten? Probably. Uh, is it going to be 97%? Is it going to be quality stuff? That's what we have to find out. Yeah. I, I bought lesser quality tungsten for like a three piece worm, uh, uh, mm -hmm. bullet, bullet weight or something for like nine bucks. You guys yeah. are almost half that price. Yeah, no, I know. I did it for years too. I mean, I was <laughs> one of the first to jump on the tungsten bandwagon, Yeah. you know, before it was popular. Um, I was throwing tungsten and, uh, I spent a lot of money on it, a lot of money on it and far lesser quality. So, yep. <laughs> Well, Sam, I appreciate you coming on and talking with us tonight. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on to talk a little bit about Wicked Weights. I, I just, the only thing I would add is, look, the, the stuff that I'm talking about is stuff that I use on a daily basis. I know it works. I've seen so many other people, uh, the success stories with running the social media. I get the messages. I get the pictures. I get the stories. So I know it's a product that, uh, that holds up. I know it's a product that works. Um, you know, check us out, wickedweights.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Again, wickedweights on Facebook and then um, at wickedweights on Instagram. So pretty easy to find. Check us out. Uh, if you're listening to this, feel free to try us out. You can use code SJ10. Uh, SJ10, get you 10% off on your next order with the uh, wicked weights all right anything else you want to add brad mm, if you're not using the wicked willow you're wrong mm. <laughs> <laughs> brad brad's hammered some big small mouth with this bait like he's uh pretty stoked so uh well, i've i've learned a lot from fishing with you over the last year fishing Kitech. I actually got away from Kitech up until last year. You you got me back into it and uh, I'm addicted again. Yeah. I mean, it it's a bait that works and paired with the Wicked Willow, it makes it even better. So, you yeah. know, and if you're if you're like me, you're not I'm not a hu huge spinnerbait guy. I've never really liked them. I it's just not my cup of tea. I've never, I've, I've fished it and fished it and fished it and just, just hasn't produced. And I got into throwing swim baits and then I started throwing underspins last year. And when I saw that underspin, I was pretty stoked about it. You know, when you sent us that, that package. So it's uh, definitely something you guys should check out. Cause in my opinion, I think the underspin with a, with a Kitech or, you know, any kind of like plastic swim bait really is, is a great search bait, you know? And mm -hmm. in my opinion, you could throw that thing into the grass so much easier than like trying to pull spinner bait through it. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, people do it, but I think you can just, you could go deeper into the grass than you can with the spinner bait and some of the other ones, you know? Um, you know, and even with like, say you're kind of the fish are a little finicky and they're not really enjoying the noise of like a lipless crankbait or, or whatever, you know, that that's a yep, good option. A more subtle. Yep. And anytime so. they're keyed up, anytime they're keyed up on really small bait fish, 
you yeah. know, minnows, anything really tiny that blade mimics the bait, your swim bait mimics, you know, the larger fish chasing the bait and then the big bass want to crush it, you know? Yeah. So cool, man. <laughs> Brad's so happy right now. Look at him. <laughs> Dude, I'm hoping it rains tomorrow so I don't have to go to work so I can go fishing with it. There you go. <laughs> you may, have like a wicked willow. Yeah, tournament. you just may, you've got to just send him a shirt that just says wicked willow. <laughs> hey, I will tell you, we are working on a, a fish wicked apparel line. Um, and uh, we may just have to do that for Brad. Heck, dude, I will wear it every day. Every day. <laughs> Got it. All right. Uh, I'll make it happen for you, It just says, I I heart wicked willow. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'll have it available soon. Check back. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll go ahead and finish up with that. Uh, We just want to take, you know, the time to thank everybody for listening. Um, As always, check out uh, our website, our media, Facebook page, Paddle and Finn. Um, we're in the middle of right now of doing the spring madness bracket tournament and, uh, yeah. So keep, uh, keep joining Josh. us. For- You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I busted your brackets. Everybody. <laughs> so many people that are probably like, what? Oh my goodness. I think the only matchup that has gone to what the, large majority thought would be uh um jp and sean and dustin and Susie. i think everything else has been like upsets <laughs> so <laughs> i gotta keep the streak going i got josh smith next Ooh, <sighs> josh versus josh man i like it j2 yeah love it love it who do i who do i face anybody know i don't know um, it's gonna be Brian versus Susie, so you're gonna be going against Sean, maybe. Okay. All right. All right. Or well, Ricketts. It, it can't get worse than last time, so I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful. You're. You just won't be going to that same uh lake again, will you? No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Burn me. All up. right. Shame on. Oh, yeah. all right well thank you everybody and y'all have a good evening and take care see ya deuces go check out the website guys paddle the letter n and fin.com also check out youtube youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to Follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at Paddle and Finn. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Finn logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. 
It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.